What are you guys talking about? Oh, it's this series of cat pictures. Well, they're not. <laughs> they're not like cats, as, as in like cats off the internet. What are, What are they? Well, they will be off the internet, won't they? Like well, the I'm sure. But... Originated from the internet. So <laughs> we are looking at cats off the internet. But um, they're like animated cats. With they're uh, like... they're cats dressed as Overwatch characters. Oh, right, real life cats. Nah, no. like like animated. Like cartoon cats. cats. Cartoon cats. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. If I, I'm sure if I'd stared at that long enough, I would have figured it out because there's like Tracer there, right? And ass fuck Genji in the middle, <laughs> right in the middle. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2017. Welcome to the Overcast Gamer Show. My name's Abe Foster. I'm joined by Regan Harper, Barksar Valentine. Hey, thanks for coming back, guys. Welcome to the <laughs> second season of. Overcast Gamer. The OCG show. Yeah, I actually, I mean, you say welcome, oh, thanks for coming back, but, and, you know, I, I never planned on going away. This is always a fixture <laughs> for me. That was more directed at, yeah. the, at the listeners there, Regan, but, uh, oh, you know. <laughs> okay. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we've got return you know, listeners. You, That's if nice. If you did sort off, I would have been, a, you know, a lot more somber with that opening, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, everyone, welcome back. Thanks for, thanks for joining us again. Um, how how were you? How were you guys? New Year's? What did you get up to? Anything? Anything special? I was asked yesterday, I think, by someone what I did on New Year's, and I couldn't answer, and I can't now. Still, I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. This, so little, a, I a, don't even know at all. Is there a blank in your memory, or is it just you didn't do anything? I I didn't do anything. I can't even remember oh, okay. if I watched a movie or TV <laughs> or if I played game. Nothing. Mm. I, I had no idea at all. No idea. I remember at about. 2 a.m. or maybe just after 1 a.m. when it was the 1st of January, um, Hannah pointed out. She just went, oh, it's New Year's now. Went, oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. 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 I, I do remember at that time I was on the couch, so yeah, it, probably PlayStation or a movie, mm. um, not PC, but I, I've got no idea. I don't know. I'm Amazing. over that shit. Eh? New Year's doesn't matter. It's just another year. We're still older now. I, yeah, man. I tell you what, I wish I could embrace that mentality, but I feel like I'm just surrounded by, like, I've surrounded myself with people who uh, hell bent on squeezing everything they can out of New Year's. Like, yeah. not, not necessarily in a bad way, because we always, like, have a good time. But, um, you know, it's just that thing, like, that. Like, you get to a certain age and, and it's just like, nah, it's just another night, really. Um, oh yeah, it's 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 the same with Christmas. Same with most most occasions, really. To be mm, honest, yeah. I just, just I just my 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 caring is just at an all time low. Yeah, big time. I think we uh, what do we do? Um, we played some beer pong. It's becoming a bit of a yearly tradition for us. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I played some Settlers of Catan, nice, and nice. Um, and then went to bed at about five past twelve. Um, so, <laughs> just yeah. five minutes past the hour. Yeah, just long. Yeah, exactly. Just long enough to be like, "Yeah, happy New Year's," and you know, <laughs> give a few people a hug, and then, cool. Well, uh, I'm pretty tired, so I'm going to go to bed. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, we should probably introduce ourselves and more so what the Overcast Gamer is to all the, all the newcomers. Really, mm. so we're the we're New Zealand's best and least professional video game network, mm. and by that I mean we don't really give a toss what we say as long as it makes people laugh and uh, is somewhat informative so <laughs> yeah, yeah. take from that what you will <laughs> somewhat informative whatever that so, whatever that means yeah uh, we only need like a to reach about a 20 or 30 percent level of information i'd say 
Um, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's yeah. what I'm aiming for. Is that in terms of like as long as twenty percent of what we say is factual, then it's okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, slant. That's how slander works, right? We, we as long as you don't, um, you know, <laughs> do it too often or or have that much fact to it. Yeah, well, I mean, it worked for Trump last year, didn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's let's get let's get political. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sorry about that. I didn't mean to dive straight into that. It's a new no, year. No, no. It's a new year. So anyway, uh, what about you, Abe? What what did you get up to for New Year's? Uh, for New Year's, I was actually at a uh, a good friend's wedding. Which oh, wow. was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I was um, back down in the White Upper for uh, for Christmas and New Year's, and um, yeah, just got uh, you know had a few bevies and had an old school rave to Lincoln Park. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good fun. A um, a wedding on on New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Or well, I mean, it was the only time that uh, you know every, everyone could get together, kind of thing. Everyone mm. had had different plans, so it was that just sort of came came together that way. It was originally another date, um, but it had to get moved because you know certain people couldn't make it and stuff like that. Yep. So they just did you know when when they when they could whenever fit with everyone's schedule. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's really, really, really fun. Um, have you guys been been able to play many games in the you know since last um, last podcast or? It's been over a month, I think, since yeah. the last podcast. So yes, I <laughs> yeah. think it would be pretty bad if I hadn't found time to play anything in over a month. So yeah. <laughs> what are, What have you been playing, Balthazar? Um, I've been playing a couple of things mostly. Um, actually, no. Oh, there's something I didn't even think to talk about that actually kind of tidied me over until recently um yeah. so my biggest kind of addiction for a while was uh, dragon quest heroes oh, i yes. played a shitload of that game um so that's essentially it's it's along the lines of hyrule warriors and that it's taking an established franchise in this case dragon quest uh and making a dynasty warriors style game with it instead of a you know an rpg or, or what have you um, right and that game i love dynasty warriors games I'm not going to lie. Um, mm. Yeah, it's the exact same game every single time, but that's what, <laughs> that's what you want. That's why you like them, because you mm. just want to be that one badass dude cleaving through 10,000. Um, so yeah, I played the hell out of that game because it was also Dragon Quest. It added more of an RPG element to it. So you leveled up, you assigned attribute points to various bonuses, you unlocked uh, you know, abilities and things like that. You upgraded your equipment, you bought and sold stuff. So it had a lot of the RPG element as well in it. Um, so I went for the platinum. I failed because something else took me away from it. I got pretty damn close, to be honest. Um, I think it's only a few side quests away from getting that platinum trophy. Um, I mean, it's not going anywhere. You can yeah. always go back and get it if you're desperate for the platinum. Yeah, so many games I haven't even gone back to finish yet, though. It just it doesn't happen. No, nah. <laughs> I move on and I don't go back. Um, <laughs> yeah. It sucks. I wish I could go back. Um, so, so Dragon Quest, just for the uninitiated uh, like myself, it, so it, it's an RPG, the normal Dragon Quest series. Yeah, so it's a classic turn-based RPG. Um, the, the, the thing that kind of draws a lot of people to Dragon Quest is the aesthetic of it. Um, right. The art director for Dragon Quest is uh, Akira Toriyama, famous for Dragon Ball Z. Um, he, so it's very much just, it looks like Dragon Ball. When you're playing it, when you look at any screenshots cool. or anything, like it's Dragon Ball, um, which just made Heroes awesome as well because you had kind of high tension mode, which was basically a bar that you filled up. When you filled it, you could use a badass move. Um, and it was normally just turning Super Saiyan God mode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just killing just... everyone with a giant energy blast. Um, <laughs> just copy and pasted that from dbz into, yeah, into that game. yeah yeah it worked <laughs> fine there why not yeah. um yeah and then uh after that so after i finished with dragon quest heroes the reason i finished with it before platting it 
was because I found Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 cheap. Um, so I picked that up because I've been waiting for that since it came out uh, just to drop a bit in price. And that's great as well. Yeah. Is that on PlayStation 4? PlayStation Xenoverse? 4 as well. Yeah, yep. I'm, uh, I'm going for the plat and that at the moment, but it probably won't work out either. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great fun. It's essentially... It was described, and I very much agree with this, actually. The uh, the development team said that Xenoverse 2, basically Xenoverse 1, was almost a trial of what they wanted to make, but they weren't sure if they could make it. Right. So 1 was the trial, and 2 is what they always envisioned the game being. And that is, I think they pretty much hit the nail on the head. Like, I believe that. I believe mm. that statement as being completely true, because it feels like 1, just more fleshed out, more content, more full. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, that does mean it's got a lot, it retreads a lot of territory that one did. Uh, the story is essentially the same. These two characters are messing with the timelines and you need to go in as your own created character, your own original character in the universe. Um, you're a time patroller. So you work with the likes of future trunks um, to kind of go back in time and restore the timeline to what's supposed to happen. Um, oh, that sounds great. So does it follow um, DBZ lore, like the timelines will go? Yeah, all... so it follows it, but it does a lot of cool stuff with it. So actually, my favorite mission full stop in Xenoverse comes from number two, and it is, um, it's in the Freezer saga. And uh, I don't know, I know you, you know quite a lot, DBZA, but did you ever, yep. uh, did you ever watch many of the movies? Uh, yeah, I watched quite a few of them. Yep, yep. So I don't know if you ever saw uh, Cooler's Revenge. That was one of yes. my favourite movies. Um, yep, I did. Yep. Cooler going to Earth when Goku just arrived and avenging his brother. Um, but it effectively <laughs> distorts that timeline into the Namek timeline still. So, uh -huh. so why Goku has just turned Super Saiyan and he's just about to beat Frieza. Um, and just as he's about to do that kind of final Kamehameha that finishes Freezer off, it gets deflected. Um, and it's Cooler who's there to save his brother. Um, so then you have to appear alongside Goku and help him beat Freezer and Cooler simultaneously on Namek while it's exploding. So it's the oh, whole kind wow. of five minutes until the planet explodes. And you've got to take out both Freezer and Cooler, who immediately powers up into his fifth evolution form kind of thing. Um, and yeah, just stuff like that. And it's really cool. And your mission basically is to like go along. You need to defeat Cooler to remove him from the picture. And then weaken Freezer. But Goku has to be the one to finish Freezer off kind of thing. Um, right, right. To, to keep the balance. The... Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You go in, you beat Cooler, you weaken Freezer, and then you teleport out kind of thing. And, and the timeline continues as normal. Um, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of cool shit like that. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. I'm on my second playthrough at the moment. Um, one of the trophies is unlock all transformations, which pretty much means you need to make a character of each race and play through to the point where you unlock their power up. So my first time through, I played as a Freezer clan. Um, and I unlocked Golden Form, and now I'm playing as a Namekian to unlock Giant Namek, and then I'll probably go as, you know, Saiyan to unlock the classic Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 3, everything. Are they, um, awesome. are they humans? Yeah, there's humans. Um, <laughs> their powered-up form, I think, is called Nimbus or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know what it does. I haven't seen it yet. The humans are always so shit in those, though. Yeah. Like, how the, yeah. I wonder how they justify <laughs> them getting to the kind of powers. It's of like... actually what I like doing is uh, you can pick a trainer in it. So someone who's like your, your personal mentor. Um, and if you get low on health, they'll show up to help you. And it's supposed to be like a power boost. They'll come up and they'll hopefully help you finish the mission. Um, and I chose Yamcha. As my personal person, <laughs> so that whenever I'm in a fight, if I'm about to lose, he shows up and dies in one hit because I just think it's hilarious um, <laughs> to just have him show and be like, "Yeah, reinforce." Oh, see, I'm sure. Never mind. <laughs> so I'm here to save that. Oh, 
<laughs> As I'm someone dead. who hasn't played a DBZ game since Budokai 3, I think. Sure. Um, is this going like, to blow my mind? It will, uh, especially because Budokai 3 was still in the classic side-scrolling fighter style. Um, yep. And this is not. Um, this is kind of, you know, it's full third-person. Um, like, you fly around and, and yeah, just blow shit up. Um, awesome. It's great. It's great. I fucking love it. I'd say it's the best DBZ game released to date. Um, previously, my vote for that would have been Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think Xenoverse 2 is probably the best Dragon Ball game. Awesome. So is, it, is it just a level of polish that it brings over and above the first yeah. one? Yeah, it really does. Um, there's more content. There's more polish to what's there. Um, everything's just expanded, really. Um and they even incorporate, if you carry over a save file, they incorporate your character from the first game into the second one, um, which is cool. You're kind of like the legendary hero, and there's a giant statue in the middle of the city of your character from the first awesome. one, who was kind of the savior of the city in the timelines. Um, and you can fight them as well later on if you want. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, and yeah, it just it is. It's the best DBZ game, and any fan of Dragon Ball Z, even if you've never played one of the games before. Um, it's it's a faithful kind of re like kind of retelling of the franchise in a mm, weird yep. way. So by fucking with the story and you having to put it right, they are staying true to the story by saying you know it's, it's almost like a spot the difference. Use your knowledge of the law, work out what's wrong, and then go and do it. Because sometimes the missions will be really vague, the objective. So you do have to rely on your knowledge of the law to go and put it right, um, which right. is pretty cool as well. Mm. Nice one. Anything else you've been playing there, Balthazar? Uh, just jamming Diablo 3 lately. Um, oh, yeah. New season started last weekend, I think, last Saturday. Um, so, yeah, just been, you know, doing things that you guys won't understand. <laughs> about Pushing G-Rift 90, farming some greater keys. Um, yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're definitely right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand the Lost word. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I played, I, I, I think we might have talked in season one of OCG show about Diablo a little bit. Um and I, I I played Diablo 1 and 2 and then got 3 when it came out and just kind of played through it once and then sort of left it, mm. I guess. Um, I don't know. Is it, Where is it at these days? Is it really just the kind of thing you'd come back to play every now and then if you want to get in on a season? Yeah, you come and... back every season at the start pretty much to run through it. Um, some people play it for build crafting. Like their thing is just, oh, I really want to theorize great builds, then get the gear, put it together and see how it works see how out it goes. kind of thing. Mm. Um, so it's very much like as a game, the sole purpose of the game is for you to just grind the same content over and over. Yeah. That's what it is. And try to find the optimal or best way to do it on the hardest difficulty. Um, and that's in a way, that's what pulls me back as well. Every now, Whenever a new season starts, you just want to get in on the leaderboards and see how high you can get, how quickly. Mm. Um, a colleague I work with managed to get I think in the top 20 in North America on the wow. day after the season started. Um, and then, yeah, he stopped. He screenshotted <laughs> it and stopped and was like, hey, I'm done. That, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. New yeah. mm. Zealand on the world stage there. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of farming and, and uh, grinding, Regan, you've been playing Stardew Valley. Yeah. So, um, I think it, uh, it popped up in maybe my email inbox or something the other day. Um, and I was like, well, because I hadn't looked into Stardew Valley and what it was all about. And I was like, well, why the fuck wouldn't I just go back and download a ROM of like an old Harvest Moon and play that? Because from the outside, that's kind of all Stardew Valley looked like, you know, it was. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. I think it's someone who was obsessed with Harvest Moon and wanted to make a, a, you know, a new version of it for a new age. Yeah, absolutely. But um, it is really good. 
um, really fun. Like it has the same um, enjoyment factor of those over old Harvest Moon games, which if you've never played Harvest Moon, like give it a wee shot because um, they're on the on the outside of them. So basically, they're they're farming games. Um, if you've never heard of them before, where you uh, you essentially escape whatever like downtrodden life you're leading at the time, um, and you know you inherit this farm, and then you go out and you start a new life as a farmer, um, and it's all about I guess like yeah new beginnings and. Um, building a sweet ass farm and getting to know the people in the town and, and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and I remember harvest moon having like a, an element of like magic and mysticism worked in there as well. Um, yeah. and I think the, it sort of seems that, um, Stardew Valley is, is very similar. Like there's a wizard is a, is a wizard in a tower, stuff like this. Yeah. Um, but I've played maybe like 10 hours or so of, of it. Um, oh, yeah. And it's really cool. It is. Yeah. It's, it's exactly like you say, Ab, it's, it's harvest moon redone for modern times um, with a whole bunch of like extra stuff kind of thrown in there to make it, you know, more appealing and, and, and I guess fit with modern gaming tropes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you've got, level level ups and things like you go up levels in terms of um you know your farming level and your foraging level and and all this kind of stuff and so you get more efficient at using your tools and, and things like this which is kind of cool yeah um, I, I remember in, in harvest moon some of my fondest memories of that were um you know buying some cows and then raising those cows and they'd get fatter and bigger and then taking them to the markets and selling them and things and it's like this is a game that looks like uh you know golden sun or final fantasy tactics it's a it's a very yep. it's a sprite based game yep absolutely um, yep and the amount of the amount of you know depth they can cram into that sort of game is is, is quite amazing yeah it's it's really cool and there's something oddly uh appealing about you know, like I last night before I went to bed, I bought two chickens. And this morning when I woke up, I was like, oh man, I really want to get it and play some Stardew Valley and have my chickens grow up. And because yeah. I start as, as little, you know, baby little chickens, chicks. little chick, yeah. that that's the word, chicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they, you know, they turn into chickens and they start producing eggs and things like this. So it's just like, there's a weird endorphin hit you get from that and i don't know i don't know what's going on there physiologically but it's fucking great um i so think yeah. another thing with 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 that game is um it's it's such a it's such a different you know feeling from most modern day games where it's all go all the time this is just oh i can go at my own pace i can go around pick, you know pick some uh, pick some carrots up go drop them off and you know um, go and, and buy a cow from the market it's just you're just pottering around your 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 home kind of thing it's like lifestyle block simulator yeah absolutely and it's it's i think that's all kind of wrapped up in the whole idea of the game and that you know it is about escaping from you know the world and 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 starting anew and so it, yeah, definitely has that sense of like, oh, it, it's a little bit different. It's not the same as yeah, like you, you know, you're not playing COD, you're not shooting people in the face, you're, you know, you're you're taking your time and you're you're enjoying just kind of the small things. It's it's yep. it's really interesting, and it's I, I believe it is uh, it's either on sale or it's had a drop in price on Steam, and I think I got it for maybe like seventeen dollars or something. Oh yeah, um, that's pretty good, which is all good. Um, yeah, so maybe check that out if you're interested. Um, good stuff. What else yeah. have you been playing there? Uh, I took a break from Final Fantasy fifteen actually to play um, to play Stardew Valley. So I've been playing Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, I'd say I'm probably like three quarters of the way through it, yep. um, which is yeah, it's 
This is a weird one. Have you managed to get any time with it at all, Balthazar? Nah. Nah, none at all. Still not. Um, Hannah's not finished with it. She played maybe, uh, I don't know, kind of guess figure, 10 hours. 10 hours, um, yeah. And started doing all the side quests and things as she was going through the story. So she reached a point where the game was no longer fun. It was just grindy because she yeah. got into that mentality of, oh, I can't progress with the story until I've done all the side quests currently. In this area, to me. yeah. Um, and it became grindy. So she stopped, but I can't play it until she's finished. So mm. basically I'm never playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> never going to play the game. it comes out on PC because then I could warrant repurchasing it because sure. it can run better on PC. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's yep. not a game I'm going to get to play. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a weird one. I'm kind of torn with it. Uh, it's because it's it's so different to previous Final Fantasies, like so so different. Um, it has like you know a lot of the little little things, like you know the same kind of, I guess, character design and uh, like monsters and all that kind of thing. But yeah. it's the format of it is. Is quite different. Um, there being side quests and all that kind of stuff in and of itself is quite different. Um, it's kind of like an older Final Fantasy mashed together with like Final Fantasy fourteen, um, like the MMO style kind of stuff, like a, a, a mix of the two. Okay. Um, and a, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm not finding the story all that compelling either. Like you kind of, you know, like uh, you're out on a a road trip with your mates and and i'm getting the impression that a lot of what's going on is happening off camera and then at the end like I, i'm getting to a point of it and i'm like i know there's things happening in this world but they're not sharing any of it with me and i'm i'm imagining that i'm going to get to a point in the story where it'll be like and then all of this stuff happened that you didn't know about and and it'll be like one of those oh my gosh kind of moments and it'll all fall into place but it's feeling like it's kind of distracting or detracting from the game because you just kind of you're just ambling along and you're not really involved in the larger things that are happening in the world or, or the right, story. Your, way. It's, your driving force is, is removed. Yeah, yeah, kind of. You're just sort of like trying to – you're playing catch-up the whole time and then I – yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's very different. Yeah, um, it's because I knew I wasn't going to be playing it for at least a long time until after it came out um, and I thought, you know, I thought when the game first came out with a lot of people that this was going to be a big, highly talked about – probably quite spoiler ridden game i was like mm. i'm just going to remove myself from this now by reading it i'm just going to find out what fucking happens straight sure. away because i'm not going to get to play it for at least a year i can't be like no no don't talk about it because yeah. i haven't played it yet um, <laughs> so i went and read it and you know the day it came out and was just like oh that's a bit naff when i finished reading the whole thing i was like that game sounds a bit naff to be honest like just... the gameplay looks fun as hell mm. but that's the appealing part of the game playing the game the yeah. story itself is not a driving force at all. From what I've read of just the summary and the breakdown and watching all the cutscenes on YouTube kind of thing, mm. the story is ass. Which like, is it's not good. Which is weird because Final Fantasy has always been about story. Yeah. Um but I guess yeah, they've they've tried to bring a bit more of a balance to appeal to a larger you know um subsection of of gamers and mm. and I think they have tried to reinvent it a little bit, but I don't know as as a old school final fantasy player it felt a little bit funny to me i think yeah. to be honest just like the team that developed final fantasy um because i mean obviously square are the publisher but do they even make them anymore or do they does someone else make them i don't mm. even know if they still make them but whoever makes final fantasy games now has forgotten how to finish a story that's my theory mm. so with 15 they kind of 
set the whole narrative to be quite spread out and jumps in it along the timeline and stuff left out because they're like maybe if we keep it vague enough whatever bullshit we come up with to be the ending will be impactful (laughs) substance in the game sure because the last few final fantasy games 10 was the last one that had a actual narrative the whole way through it Mm. 13 the fuck knows what happened with that game 12 i didn't play i'll be honest with that i really always wanted to but it got such bad press i never played it 11 was an mmo Mm. so the story's kind of discredited there by default for being an mmo 13 all over the fucking place they couldn't keep it together at all there was no payoff because they kind of just retconned the entire series the end of the game was let's the end of the third game in that series was let's pretend none of these games happened yeah that was the end because <laughs> they just didn't know what they were doing 14 is still on guy it's the mmo problem yeah. where and i feel like that's what they're stuck in they're almost stuck in the 14 mentality of we don't need to figure out where this is going or how to end it because it's still coming out we can just yeah. keep adding to it who needs to know how to fucking finish it we don't need to tie this shit up or anything so we'll be like oh we'll do it later don't worry guys we'll get hmm. back to it but they're never going to fucking get back to when it. our subs start well, dropping or our revenue starts yeah, dropping then we'll, we'll wrap it up big <laughs> yeah. yeah and i feel like that's the problem 15 had as well. They've got to a point where it's been so long since they've actually written a proper concise game that has been one game self-contained because mm. all the previous ones recently have been either episodic or still aren't finished yet because yeah. they're online that they're like, they don't know how to do it anymore. They've lost it. They don't know how to write a story anymore. Mm. Just, just to jump in this, it is developed by Square Enix or a Square, Square Enix in-house uh, development team. All right, oh, yeah, so it is still them, which is funny because, yeah, that is, it's always been them. Yeah, They've just lost it. They've just yeah. completely lost it from a narrative standpoint. Yeah, it's interesting. And things like, um, you know, the, the, one of the defining moments of Final Fantasy VII, which is a lot of people's favorite, um, was when Ares died um, or Aerith or whatever you want to, you know, whatever the fuck. Um, Krillin. Krillin. She's, she serves the same purpose as Krillin. She's, <laughs> yeah. the, she's the catalyst character. Yeah. She doesn't fucking do anything. She's there to die to force the main characters to be like, no, we're getting yeah. better. That's but her yeah, yeah, Krillin. totally. But anyway, the, the, I remember feeling genuinely gutted when she died, uh, not only because she was a core part of my party, but um, because I sort of like, I, I cared for the character. But um Ah, there's there's a point in final there's a there's a sort of a synonymous point in Final Fantasy 15 as well, and I just didn't feel the same way. Um, Sid's boobs did they die? Yeah, Sid's boobs yeah. die. Yeah, they deflate. I can see yeah. why people. <laughs> <laughs> Regan, I just have one final question for you uh, concerning Final Fantasy 15, which is the most important question for me. Sure. Uh, yep. Which is how does the photography mechanic uh, work, and are you satisfied with it? Uh, <laughs> so. There is not, there's no real photography mechanic. So you don't have any part to play in the photos that are taken, aside from occasionally uh, prompto going, hey, so what do you want me to take photos of? And then you give him one of three choices and he Dick. takes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could take more photos of Gladio's penis, that'd be great. Uh, and and he then for the rest of that particular day, he takes more photos of whatever it is you asked him to take photos of. But that's, Basically, you don't get to control the photo taking at all. And then when you rest, a screen comes up that shows you all the photos he took that day. And you get to choose a few that you want or you get to save some if you want to save some of his photos. That's it. There's so n- that there's levels up, doesn't it? Like it does. It does oh, it levels up. So yeah. And it gets it, better and better. Taking... So they look better, but it's a 
it's a computer deciding what better means. Yeah, so, so he like gets not necessarily actually better photos. Mm, he gets more f- uh, filters and things, so he starts putting filters on his photos. It's very Instagram. Comes, yeah, oh, Instagram. Yes. yeah, and yeah. and <laughs> and then uh, and he does get better at like uh, I guess. Uh, like framing his shots and things like that as well. Composition and things. Yeah, yeah. From what I can tell, uh, there's less just shots of the grass and stuff like that, which is cool. (laughs) But like, I'm not sure, and and I haven't finished the game, so I don't know, but it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not a, like a driving mechanic or anything. It's just, it's just there. I bet, I bet. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I'm so (laughs) You know how games lately, their staple thing when the credits roll is they show stills from the game, from like cutscenes or whatever? Mm. Yeah. It's that. It's just going to be all the photos he's taken. Absolutely what's going to be, what it's going to be. So, I mean, in terms of a mechanic, like, it's a thing in the game, but it's not really Mm. a thing that you partake in. And, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, 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 I'm just, uh, I'm very disappointed. Uh, mm. And how how little impetus that 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 has. I thought yeah. it was, uh, you know, I was imagining some sort of amazing thing with, uh, you know, Pokemon Snap mixed with Monster Hunter. Yeah, no, I no, I'm afraid good. not. There are, um, I mean, the other. That's the thing about it is that the other guys also have their own abilities as well. So, uh, Gladio collects items that you come across in the wilderness, um, and uh, Ignis is like your camp chef and so he, oh, gets, yes. he gets better at making food and though the the higher level food gives you better buffs and things for the following day so yep. they they both have awesome like you know they actually help you within the game photos yeah i don't know completely don't know. inconsequential it seems that way yeah it does seem <laughs> that way so yeah um so that's pretty much been me um i dabbled in a little bit of the witcher 3 as well um just as my favorite yeah exactly um just because i felt like playing it i'm still reading the books and i was like you know what it's my summer holidays i'm gonna play whatever the fuck i want but you know (laughs) so i played i started a a death march playthrough of that and um yeah so yeah that's been me man Uh, it's been uh, it's been a good wee break yeah very good, very good. Well, um, I've been playing a few things as well. The first thing I'll talk about is Uncharted 4. I've uh, been jumping back into this as they had the survival mode uh, deployed, which oh, is yeah. yep. which is a hell of a lot of fun, to be honest. It's um, mm. it's really good. So they, it, you know, it's entirely separate to the the PvP multiplayer. It's got its own screen and everything like that, and, yeah. and it pairs you up with uh, two, two other people, and you just take on waves and waves of enemies. And you can revive each other and so forth. And um, yeah, no, it's it's really really good fun. I think each stage, um, there's about ten stages I think at the moment, and they're going to add more. Has about fifty waves of enemies. Wow. And every time you get through, I think it's like three waves, it'll save your game. So you can actually just go out of the game and go do something else and come back, and you'll be back to that same that same sta- uh, you know that same wave. Um, Interesting. Can, someone, you know, more people can jump into your game at that point. Won't oh, be the same I see. Thing, so it doesn't have to be the same people that you were with the first no, time. No, 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 not at all. It's 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 kind of made for me really because it's um it's a game that you can just like pick up and play and just turn your brain off a wee bit and, and do something else at the same time. So I generally do some work or do some um you know some some podcasts or something like that just just while um you know shooting the shit out of some some pirates and um, some scallywags. <laughs> but it's you know it's it's really good fun i'd, I'd really recommend it it's it's, it's good because it's got an uh, uncharted four back on the brain um which i feel kind of i played through it once loved it and then just didn't touch it again for a while do you think it's going to inspire you to play back through the single player yeah definitely i think i'm going to jump back in the single player after i've finished uh another thing that i've been playing at the moment which is the last guardian ah. uh, 
Yeah, so I finally got my copy of The Last Guardian, which arrived um, probably about a week ago or something like that. Yep. Um, haven't managed to put a huge amount of time into it yet, probably about four hours maybe, three or four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's really, really good. It's really fun. It's very minimalist as, as uh, you know, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus both are. Um, the, there's a couple of, of, of things I have to have to say about it just to, you know, get them out in the open. Um, frame rate is atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> it's it oh is, really it is shocking yeah it's really bad it's um it's close at some points it's close to being what firewatch was at launch oh wow that yeah bad. it's it, it, it was it was starting to make me sick um a couple of times when i was you know it's, it's especially when you get out into big open areas so once you leave the sort of cavernous um you know backgrounds that you've seen from all the trailers and stuff like that you, you get into some grasslands and and forest and things um, or that it takes a dive. It takes a real dive. That's interesting because all my frame rate issues were in small places and the open air was fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder I wonder what's going on there because it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, there, there's another bugbear I'll bring up as well, which is these, for, for a game that's so minimalist, they really bash you over the head with button prompts, eh? Yeah, like, they do. They, they don't go away. It's like those no. sort of game tutorial messages the whole way through the game it's constant it's, yeah. yeah it's 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 ridiculous it's like here's how you equip a weapon i was like i know you told me like three hours ago <laughs> i don't i didn't forget i don't have the memory of a goldfish <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe it's game design for like uh the new generations you know the youtube generations and they're like oh that thing came up three minutes ago but it was like three minutes ago how do i do that again you know it, it seems like uh, um, was it for me to Ueda and and Team Ico or what is now um, Sony Japan or whatever? They're not the sort of developers that would cater to that though. They don't mm. give a fuck. They do they do whatever they want. They make yeah. art. Mm. They, you know they they shouldn't they shouldn't be putting these massive. The button prompts are huge too. They cover like a decent part of the screen. Hmm. It's like yeah, some pretty big screen furniture. Does it does it detract from the mood of the game? Like is it something? A little that... bit, yeah. It, it, because it, my I start getting frustrated because these things keep popping up, and I'm like, God damn it! And mm. I get removed from the experience, kind of thing. So that's that's a bit of a pain in the ass, and I really hope they can patch that out. Um, yeah, at least at least have an option, you know. Yeah. Dive into the options screen, turn those fucking things off. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I I don't want to turn them off because there's probably still mechanics that I haven't learned yet. Um, that I still, you know, I I I need to learn them. I need to know how to do them, kind of thing. But. I, I wish that they'd just go away after you see them once or twice kind of thing, or there was a button you could say, and it'd just be like, yep, I know. Yep, got it. But mm. Yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. But, I mean, those are, those are the two bad things, but the rest of the game is, is, is gorgeous. It's a it's a lovely game. It's, um as I mentioned, very simplistic. Essentially, the entire thing is just a giant platformer that involves you climbing around on this giant bird dog to reach new, new parts of levels. Mm. Um, but it's really interesting because the AI of Trico, who's the, who's the bird dog is phenomenal. Like it feels like this isn't programmed. This isn't scripted. I don't know what they've done. If there, there must be some scripted actions, but most of it feels incredibly dynamic. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting. It just feels like, you know, this has been said a lot about the last guardian, but it really feels like he is a dog or something. He's, They've nailed the mannerisms of him. He'll just stop and have a scratch and like sniff at the ground and whine every now and then and stuff. And 
it really feels like you're traveling with a you know with a dog companion which is super appealing to me that's pretty cool it's interesting because yeah. a lot of people well the things that i've seen um said about it were was kind of uh, people got quite frustrated with him and they were like go and get you know they, they'd order him to do something and he wouldn't and they were finding that like there were complaints about the ai but um do, do you find no. do you think it's maybe people just taking that the wrong way and and expecting it to just function like a, a computer yeah, I, I think there's definitely an element of that. Um, I also think that they probably they did it. They've done a, a couple of be- decent patches um, now, and I think they probably fixed some of that up as well. Right. Um, yeah. Because yeah, because he he as Balthazar you mentioned when you when you played it, um, he's done everything I asked him to do so far. Yeah, it was my biggest gripe with the game when I picked it up. wasn't a gripe with the game. It was a gripe with the reception of it, based on reviewers purely saying he never fucking did anything I said. And my, my comment to that was simply, then you were telling him to do the wrong thing. Mm. If you tell him to do something that he's meant to do, he will fucking do it straight away. First time you tell him to do it. Like the two times I think in my, my play experience that he didn't do what I told him to was because I was an idiot. I just hadn't correctly worked out the solution to the puzzle. So I was like, oh, maybe I meant to, you know, do this. So I would kind of call him over and see if I could get him to drop his tail down over an edge or whatever. And it's like, no, I was meant to make him do something else. Yeah. As soon yeah. as I figured out what I was meant to make him do. He it's like the dog it. knew and he's like, yeah. I'm not doing that, yeah, you like, fucking, fucking idiot. That, you fucking idiot. Why do you figure out what you're meant to do? Jesus. So, yeah, and that, that was entirely what it was. So, yeah, I think anyone who says he doesn't, interact properly with what you're doing either you're spamming the command over and over and over again because each time you do it it will kind of re-trigger his starting to do the thing right if you keep fucking calling it over and over of course he's never going to goddamn do it you haven't actually let the event happen after you've triggered it um or yeah you're trying to get him to do the wrong thing and that's why there's absolutely nothing wrong with the ai in terms of him doing what you tell him to do Hmm, interesting it it really is lovely and it makes for some gorgeous screenshots too you'll be running down a hallway and and you know, you obviously just pull ahead. Oh, I don't. I do anyway. I usually run ahead quite quite um far ahead of Trico, and I'll, I'll go around the corner or something, and then I'll call him, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll look back down the passage, and this giant thing is just like slowly walking towards you, and these glowing eyes out of the darkness. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Eh? It's such a good looking game. It's the only um, game on PS4 I've played where I've actually used the screenshot button. I've really? Oh, taken really? screenshots playing the game. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. It is awesome where just you get like a low angle and you're looking up at him and his head fills the entire frame. Yeah. It's it's really cool. It gives you a sense of sense of scale really well. Uh Balthazar, just to give you an idea of where I'm at, I just got up to a puzzle where there's some um a, a sort of cauldron boiling and it's producing some blue smoke and Trico's like stuck his uh, head yes. into the yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like the exact place I'm up to at the moment. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoying The Last Guardian. I just wish the frame rate was a bit better. Apparently on PS4 Pro, it runs really well. Mm. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just pushing the, the OG PS4 to its limits or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, but unfortunate considering, you know, GTA 5 didn't do that and that's a huge game and, um, <laughs> you know, Witcher 3, I mean, Witcher 3 did have some frame dips and stuff, but still not as bad as this. I think but. as well that a game that was initially in development for a console with much less power, it would actually be able to perform on a con- on the generation of console it came out on with yeah. a huge power increase from the PS3 kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing, you know, people were saying, oh, it looks like a PS3 game. It, it does not. It looks like a PS4 game. Yeah. It's a, it's a good looking game. It's got a lovely art style too. Really, really cool. It looks like a PS4 game. It just unfortunately runs like a PS4 game yes. on a PS3. Yes, That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
That's All right, a, well, yeah, it's a real shame. That's, hmm. that's probably uh, everything I've been playing. So we'll move on into some news. Um, very small item, and then we'll go into uh, very recent events, which is the Nintendo Switch presentation. So let's first talk about Scalebound, because at the moment, unless uh, you know another someone else picks it up, Scalebound is no more, guys. Yeah, I'm. to be honest, I'm not gutted. I don't really care at all either because <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked gutted. like a pile of us. Yeah, you're um, super gutted. A, it's a Platinum Games game, the best yeah. developer out there. All their games fucking rock. Um, after it was cancelled, I went and watched some trailers because I'd never actually bothered to watch any for that game because I just knew eventually it would come out and I I get it kind of thing. The fucking boss fights in that game looked phenomenal. Like, yeah, they, they just look so cool. good. They look so yeah. cool. Um, I mean, I, don't, I totally understand Abe, you don't give a fuck because your laptop's ass garbage. <laughs> uh, and you don't have an xbox one uh, yep. i was really looking forward to playing it and you know 60 fps fucking 1440p on my pc yeah um and yeah with it not coming out on xbox one it's obviously not coming out on pc either yeah. uh though i yeah i mean i told you guys when the news came out what my theory is which is all of the kind of talk about scalebound uh and everything is that scalebound development has ceased uh, because Platinum Games and Microsoft are no longer, uh, you know, working together. Right. Exclusive. So, yeah. Kind of to me, all that says is development has ceased because they're not working together at the moment. Not that the game has been cancelled forever. Just was the wording and all the announcements just like yeah, the development? Is... was all really very, yeah, it was very mm. weird to me that none of it outright just said Scalebound has been permanently cancelled. Yeah. It's never coming out. It was always development has ceased which to me, yeah, doesn't say the game's cancelled. It just says currently it's not being worked on. Mm, and I yeah. think it's because there's that timed exclusivity, or not timed, it was an exclusive. Now that it's not coming out, there's a period of time Platinum must wait before that exclusivity ends. And Microsoft owns the Scalebound name, but there's no reason they can't take the game, change the name, change a few elements, and release it as a multi-plat game. Yeah, I think they're right. going to take the assets that exist, take a lot of it, and it's still going to come out, in my mind, I reckon. That game looked fucking finished. If you watch some of the recent gameplay, it was a done game. Well, it was due to release this year? Yeah. Yeah, very so, soon, yeah. It's so bizarre that Microsoft canned it. Like, I'm, I'm glad it happened at the start of this year, because mm. Microsoft was my sort of my games company of the year last year with all the announcements they made at E3 and everything, all the decisions they made around making their games more accessible on PC yep. um, and selling their console for its strengths rather than continuing to try to compete with the PS4 when they knew that they weren't winning in that regard. Um, I thought Microsoft was amazing last year. Mm. So I'm just so glad that this happened at the start of this year, not at the end of last year. Because if it happened at the end of last year, I said, what the fuck are you doing, Microsoft? You've just ruined everything you spent the year doing, pretty much by cancelling what looks like a finished game. There's no reason to cancel a finished game. Like, there's yeah. just not. It's a yeah. Weird, yeah, you've got to wonder what the what what's going on in the background there for them for them to do it. But um, in, yeah, in my mind, they've, they've just they've just run out of money essentially, and Microsoft's like, no, nah, we're not giving you any more. So they yeah, they just have to wait, as you mentioned, um, Balthazar, for the for the exclusivity deal to dry up. Yeah, and then continue development on it later mm. on. But yeah, the only reason I you know I'm I'm not a huge fan of, of hack and slashes and things like that but the main reason I didn't like the look of it is because the main character looked like a massive millennial douchebag oh, yeah he looked like he looked like <laughs> I, I almost feel like he was a response to the hatred of the Dante from the Devil May Cry reboot oh yeah people hated that they changed appearance in that so Platinum just picked up on it and were like people seem to like douchey white haired fucks 
Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's just do the, that like, again. Yeah. White-haired kids who think they're gangster. Mm. Done. And, uh, That's yeah, and Rock beats by Dre while they're fighting exactly. dragons. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Did um, he have... No. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, oh. well, he had something that was very obviously modelled on Beats by Dre. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was not a good look. I was like, oh, it was like someone trying yeah. to be cool. It was like your dad, yeah, like, trying, you know, trying to be cool kind of thing. Did, <laughs> yeah. not, feel, did not feel good at all. But um, amazing. Yeah, I guess uh, temporary R.I.P. to Scalebound at the it's, moment. It's mm. still alright though. I played the near Automata demo or whatever oh, yeah. that game's called. Uh, the Platinum PS4 exclusive, and that'll yep. definitely fill in the void. That game, the play for that game was fantastic it was it was good go download that demo it's free demo on the psn store oh nice one awesome so that's it was a near automata yeah and it's basically just like androids and robots and shit fighting and blowing shit up do they have do they have headphones on no good they have blindfolds though because you know who needs vision (laughs) (laughs) when you're a robot (laughs) yeah yeah all right well um let's move on to the main the main item uh, Nintendo Switch. So, what was it? Yesterday was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, the day conference? before it was Friday. For us, Friday. It was thing. yeah, Friday. Yeah, so it was Friday. Yeah, yeah. So, Nintendo held a uh, big presentation, sort of showing off more of the software and and exactly what the Switch uh, is capable of and things like that. Um, went on for just over an hour. And I mean, what are your guys? Did you guys first of all did you watch the whole conference? I. No. No, no. I, I watched. The, I watched half of it and then I played Diablo. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a thing. Like, I the main things for me were came, came up right at the beginning of it, um, which was obviously the the price. Uh, yes. which was two ninety nine ninety nine in the US. Yeah, um, so and translated over, that's 550 New Zealand dollars. Though so you can pre-order it for 530 from okay. uh, EB, funnily enough, the shithouse so, one. They, yeah. They've got the cheapest console on Switch. Though actually it's not the cheapest. That That's actually the New Zealand price. Everywhere's mm. gone pre-order it now. It's $530. So. See, the weird thing about that for me is that you could, like, because the games aren't region-locked and things, yeah. you, could, you could just buy one from the States at the current um like conversion rate and get it like a hundred dollars cheaper yeah or something definitely. like that um i mean i don't know how much you'd pay on uh, on shipping and things but anyway that was the first thing and then um the second thing was something else oh the release date obviously which was march third third yeah yeah so um, we've got we've got a release game weeks, at the moment which was zelda breath of the wild which was announced as, as coming out uh you know in in quarter one uh, of the release window of, of um, Nintendo Switch on the day. Uh, everything else, not really. There was, well, there was one, two Switch, which we can talk about soon. Does that, yeah, no, yeah, we will. We'll talk about that soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but apart, apart from that, I mean, this is this is pretty rough. Is this even worse than the arms. Wii U launch lineup? It was ARMS. What was that? ARMS, ARMS, arms that's right. Let yes, me introduce yes. you to ARMS. Um, <laughs> no, thanks, mate. I'm fine already. I don't need your help. Bizarre. But, Balthazar, do you remember the Wii U launch lineup? I have no idea. I wasn't interested in it at the time that it oh, came okay. out. So I was like a Gen 2 or whatever doctor. I got like two years or whatever after it came out. Yeah, um, just, just just off my instincts, I I feel like the Wii U launch lineup was pretty rough, but this feels like it's... You I know, believe at least the Wii U did have a Mario Kart. I think Mario Kart 8 might have been a launch title for the Wii U. Yeah, whereas Which, this I one mean, just Switch gets a port. Zelda, yeah. But it's like there's always there's always got to be a main IP 
I feel like, or yeah. Yeah. Wales, like the standard, like the classic Wii, yeah. had nothing, had Sports Resort, which mm. is not a classic Nintendo IP, what is now, no. I guess. But <laughs> We are getting a Mario game, though. We um, are getting Mario, Super Mario Odyssey, mm. uh, which, weird, weird look, but it looks, it's a Mario game, and it's an open world Mario game, the first yeah. one they've done uh, since 64, I think. Mm. I think if you're into Mario, you'd be quite excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it does look pretty cool. It's just a weird idea to take it to the real world. <laughs> were, you expecting, were you expecting status quo from Nintendo, though? You know? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely wasn't expecting Mario to interact with humans. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a sort of uh, crossover I didn't really want in my there's, life. A, there's a few great screenshots floating around of like Mario walking along, like what looks like a New York sort of uh, like sidewalk just yeah. looking up at this regular looking businessman it's yeah. it's it is quite weird there's there's definitely a split there eh? like because mario is a person right so theoretically he should be he shouldn't be like a mini person he should mm. be like person-sized person yeah I, yeah, yeah that's well, fucking weird i've got i've got, a, <laughs> got some images now i've done a wee google and yeah fucking bizarre it would it's shorter than the taxis <laughs> yeah <laughs> would it be weirder though if mario came out and he was just a normal looking guy with a with a like overalls on and a mustache like i suppose i suppose that would be incredibly weird it'd be yeah i wonder Very if that, it would be weird weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> when that dude comes out just the the live action mario movie mario Oh God! Bob, Bob I've just I've just googled that as well. Why was Luigi Asian? In in the live action film? Yeah. Oh, there, there's many many questions you can ask about that movie, man, and you'll never get an answer. Was this Nintendo affiliated? This film? Uh, well, don't. Know. Uh, they probably signed an X on some paperwork somewhere. Mm, yeah. But, crazy. Uh, if you guys have not seen the Super Mario movie, um, it's it's worth it just to try and figure out where the link is to the actual IP. Yeah. <laughs> wow it's, 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 it's pretty bizarre but yeah i don't know super mario odyssey looks interesting i mean the the, the the new the new mechanic the the gimmick is mario's hat is now a character um mm. which i don't think anyone could have seen coming but there you go uh the hat has has eyes on it now and i i don't know maybe it talks or something but you could throw it and um and use it as a platform which yeah. will, which will make for some pretty interesting puzzling and things like that so that's that's pretty cool it's mm, so okay. interesting considering in mario 64 there's a point where you lose your hat and when you lose your hat you can't do fuck all anymore so why oh, is really? he now optionally throwing his hat away when he knows he can't do fuck all without his hat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all his power is contained in his hat yeah interesting the hat yeah you know, the hat is the source of power i never knew that from the mario law oh, yeah. cool yeah. all right well um yeah i mean anything else you got any other thoughts on super mario odyssey not really doesn't yeah yeah it, it, I mean, it looks it looks good. It looks like a Mario game. It looks like a cool, uh, you know, Super Mario sandbox game is always always good. Um, but it just nothing nothing particularly groundbreaking there. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's talk one two switch because that came quite early in the presentation. Um, so I got the same feelings from this. I don't know if you guys remember. Do you remember the E three presentation where they essentially had Ubisoft was making a laser force laser quest oh, yeah yeah man thing. and they got Joel McHale got up on the stage and he seemed like he was completely unenthused and a whole bunch of people ran around pretending they were enjoying themselves yeah he just basically took the piss out of everyone right and made everyone yes, he did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it was this it was this game where you it was essentially so far away from video games 
that you barely need a screen. Mm. You only need the screen to see the scores, and you could probably just put the scores on the weapon, so you don't really need the screen at all. Mm. So I got the same feelings from this one two switch thing as I did from that because it's not it's not even a video game. <laughs> it is weird, eh? It's it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like the, yeah, the Wii Sports of, of, of this release. Yeah, um, it is, but they've, but they've removed it even more from, like, needing a, a game interface or anything. Yeah, they. It, it seems that it does ask you to kind of use your imagination quite a bit, eh? Like, yeah. is, is the difference between, like, because what were the options there? I can't quite recall what the game modes were. There was, like, a... um Albany Quick Draw one, which was the, the one that I remember the most. Right, yeah, the so Quick Draw, I think... That actually got me... So, when this kind of re- reveal, what have you, for this game uh, yeah. first started, I was quite excited because it showed that Quick Draw thing as the live-action, you know, aspect. I thought we were looking at a new Red Steel. Um, I just spent oh, a yeah. while on Google trying to find the fucking game. Um, so I could find the name of it because I couldn't yeah. remember the name of it. Um, but I remember Red Steel on Wii was a class game. That was yeah, a yeah. bloody solid game. So I was like, oh, it's a new Red Steel. Was it a cow- cowboy shootout I... kind of game? Yeah, uh, but where you had a sword a as well. Or something? Yeah, it was, you, you had a revolver and a sword and you went through kind of Western style scenarios and everything and, and aesthetic, but you were really just, yeah, you were like a gun samurai. Um, and so, yeah, when I saw this and they were walking out, uh, I couldn't remember the name of the game at all. So when you joked that, you know, they were going to announce uh, Red Dead 2 exclusive <laughs> to Switch, I, that was what set off. And I was like, they are. They totally are. That's what they're about to announce. Because the name Red Steel was just completely gone from my mind. And yeah. I was like, that was it. It was Red Dead. That was the name. But <laughs> yeah. just somehow completely got the cross wires there. Mm. So I was really excited for it. And then they showed what it was. And immediately I was like, oh, thanks, Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo just you. hammed it up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, what's the difference between a cowboy shootout game and a, I don't know, I think there was like a, it looked like there was a sword game or something like that, maybe. But yeah. like the only difference is really that you're flailing, flailing your arms in a slightly different way like yeah, yeah I, there was another one that 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 sprang to mind that showed like a brief clip of it where you're like shaving your face with the yeah with the with the what? switch really? yeah that's yeah, like and, a ps2 eye toy um remember when they used to have those games where it's like wipe the windows yeah or like even like, it looked like even more so it, it made me think of the fact that they're trying to bring wario into reality <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so this is just wario weird now i'm gonna be cutting up some sausages soon mm. oh, cooking mama on switch would be badass oh I, I i wouldn't say no to a cooking game that'd be <laughs> awesome but um yeah i'm not not hyped at all for that i couldn't really figure out why they made that and it's it's also i'm not sure if it's going to be bundled in they never really touched on that but yeah that should be a free game that you get if you buy a switch because it seems it, like it's worth like five dollars and it's just a tech demo for what the little Joy Cons can do, right? So, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's talk about the hardware a little bit as well because they revealed some more info on that. So there's the, um, uh, you know, the, there's the weird kind of haptic feedback thing they've got going on where you can feel ice apparently cubes. feel different amounts of ice cubes. I didn't quite get that, eh? I was like, <laughs> what, are, what are they talking about? So effectively, what they were saying was the kind of feedback is so accurate. You know, and it's able to convey these different <laughs> feelings so well that you yeah. you could feel 
if a game were to try to get you to, you could feel like ice cubes falling into a glass, tell how many ice cubes were in the glass, then feel water pouring in and displacing right. ice cubes. And that See, stuff. I thought... Say that's what it was. It was just like the controller has been programmed to feel ice cubes falling yeah. into a glass. I was like, cool, so we're going to have like ice in every ice game for this yeah. console? Like, is, <laughs> and <laughs> what, like one of, one of, one of the James Bond simulator? One of the Switch remotes is just solely dedicated to you having a drink. In the <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was bizarre, but yeah, you're right. They were just kind of trying to explain how it actually works. It's yeah. pretty cool. Um, it and is pretty cool. It's very cool technology. And they were calling it Rumble Two or Rumble. Uh, they were calling it HD Rumble, which ah, was like, that doesn't it. make yeah. any sense. Mm. High definition, but it's not visual. Yeah. <laughs> Rethink that one, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, very, very strange. But it's also got that kind of, I don't know, it's like an IR sensor or something, and it can sense if you're pulling rock, paper, or scissors, like oh, different yeah. hand signals and things. I, I, to be honest, I was quite impressed with the amount of um, gadgetry they managed to fit into those tiny little Joy-Cons. Like, yeah. There's the IR sensor. There's, uh, yeah, there's that, that HD rumble thing. There's, yeah, there's like, NFC. NFC. There's gyroscopes in there and motion yep. sensors. Yep. Um, so like all of that shit in like a piece of plastic that's like going to fit into the palm of your hand. That's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah, cool it stuff. Is, it is. It is pretty cool. The technology is very, very cool indeed. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a bit worried about what they'll give me. You know, what, what I can use it on. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be too much to, to use it on at the moment. Or, yeah. Well, that's um, that's kind of part of it, right? We've got like this this cool wee console and sweet technology, but like, where? Yeah, like fuck all games. Uh, which, yeah, what, yeah. What do I do with it? Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the next thing we can talk about is Arms, um, the aptly named Arms, which is a sort of boxing um mecha yeah mecha kind of boxing game where you have these arms on springs that you fire towards your opponents and kind of i guess trying to knock them out of the arena or just try to decrease their health or whatever um not too hot on this yeah no, I, I, okay so i saw this demo and i was just immediately thinking what nintendo when are you going to actually employ some artistic directors or some visual <laughs> people are going to come in and tell you all your stuff looks shit when are you going to design a cool looking character like your new icon you know your new kind of brand characters for switch are these cartoony dingbats with spring arms like what mm. what when are you going to actually make something cool and it was like Spring Girl and Ribbon Girl and Spring, uh, spring Man, Spring Man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spring, yeah. spring Douche, yeah. yeah very like, literal. When are you actually going to have someone come in? Like they, they seriously, they need more balls over there in France. Someone over there needs to just stand up in one of these meeting rooms and say, "No, this mm. looks cunty as dicks." Like <laughs> when, when, like no, just yeah. go back to the drawing board, redesign the characters. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's weird because it's not iconic, is it? Like, no. I'm I'm not going to no be thinking. Gonna remember that in even a year's time, mm. they're going to see it on the shelves and be like, ah, and that's like that's as yeah. far as it's going to go. Every time you see a copy in pre-owned, because they're only going to be in pre-owned, <laughs> it's just going to trigger a, a snigger at what Nintendo tried to fucking pass selling off for sixteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. <laughs> like that's all. That's what it's going to become. It seems like another another game with very little depth to it. You know, we can't say much about it. It hasn't come out. But um, it seems like another one that should be bundled with it and you should receive for free. Yeah. Because mm. it does seem quite tech demo-y kind of yeah. thing um, as well. You could, you know, use the accelerometer to guide the arms after you've shot them off. You can, like, steer them a little bit and things like that. So, yeah, yeah uh, looks looks pretty average, to be honest. Um, 
there was a whole bunch of other ones. Um, Balthazar, you could probably you're more familiar with these series, but there was a Shin Megami Tensei mm. uh, game that was announced. I'm not sure if it was a remake or what was going on there, but um, did, did you look into that at all? Do you know what's going on there? Um, not really. No, I brought up the list earlier um, to see everything, and there was nothing on it that was a console seller. Like mm. it was kind of a fan of this those series, none of them on yeah. their own. Like they're all things like, yeah, if you have the system, you'll get the game as a fan of the series. But nothing on the list for me, at least, was a this would make me get it. Mm. You know, even and I honestly like Shin Megami Tensei games. Yeah, people who like them like them. Like I mean, the Persona franchise is you know one of the most beloved freaking RPG JRPG franchises out there. But I don't think anyone's going to see that. I think what was it? Was it? Uh, there's a disgaea game on there i think as well yeah. it's like no you're not you're not going to see that and be like i'm getting the console for that you i think yeah that when you get the console but you don't get the console for that I, not yeah i think they're really really banking on zelda being that for them yeah zelda definitely. being their their, their seller. seller yeah, yeah it absolutely yeah. would be for me except that it's also coming out on the wii u yeah. So I'm going to grab it on the Wii U, and then when I get a Switch, I'll upgrade to the Switch version of it. Mm. Uh, but I'm not getting a Switch just to play it when the fact that it's coming out on the Wii U as well tells me it's just a controller game. It doesn't make use of the you know the Joy-Cons, so I'll just use my standard Pro controller Yeah. Um, and just play it on that. And yeah, resolution might be a little lower, but you know what? Actually, I don't think it will. The Wii U was the only fucking console currently out that's playing all its games at 60 FPS. So I don't think they're going to make you know Zelda bad for the wii u they'll probably reduce the textures rather than the the performance yeah totally um so i think it'll still run absolutely fine on the wii u and yeah i'll upgrade it when i get a switch and i'm still interested in switch the hardware is badass and the price point crushes it in my mind mm. less than half like what the ps3 and the ps4 were released at and this thing is way cooler hardware than they were there's just no software to back it up at the moment yep it's, yeah, kind of, it's it's pleasing to see that there's third party support though. Yeah, there's you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, Todd Howard came on and um, talked about how yes, Skyrim is coming to the Nintendo Switch, and uh, I mean that gets me about it, as excited as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, a game that's what came out 2011, so yeah, like five years old. Yeah, it's it is weird, eh? It, it's a problem, yeah. and and the thing is, like, if you've not got skyrim yet like you're not gonna buy a switch to play it to play skyrim yeah yeah plus the let's talk about the battery life because that's a bit of an issue for me um they said the on the go which is you know the whole point of this thing the battery life will range between two to five hours two to six hours something like that yeah two and a half to six or something yeah Yeah, depending on the game depending on the game so these you're in you're in for the long haul with a game like Skyrim and you're you know you're sitting on the bus or sitting in the dentist's office you have to recharge this thing probably like if you're if you're playing constantly twice a day like mm. that's a bit of an issue you can't just rock around town and then eventually have to find a PowerPoint that's that defeats the whole point of it being a portable console mm, yeah I mean I think what they're probably banking on there is that the it's gonna be that. There's going to be back and forth between you port having it as a portable console and having it docked. Like right. they kind of, I guess maybe they're seeing it as like a, uh, yeah, short burst. Yeah, short burst yeah, where exactly you're like, yeah. like the trailer for it. You're yeah. playing it at home. 
You take it out to go hop on your plane, which incidentally was just an Auckland to Wellington flight. Is why he didn't, you know, need the charger. Or lucky, in there. lucky. And then he gets yeah. down to Wellington, and it's the second home, so he's also got a dock there, and he just puts it in and carries it on on the TV there. Mm. Um, like that's the situation for it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely right. not. I don't think it was ever intended. Like as much as people, even myself, were hoping and somewhat expecting it to be an upgrade for the 3DS as well as yeah. the Wii U. I don't yeah. think it was ever intended to be treated largely or purely as a handheld device. It was always 